If you have primary school-aged kids or grandkids, make sure Vision Kids is part of their daily routine. Vision Kids! Vision Kids is a 24-7 online radio stream featuring the ever-popular Adventures in Odyssey. Hi, this is Chris. Welcome to Adventures in Odyssey. Plus other world-class radio dramas, kids' music and friendly voices. G'day, Vision Kids. Vision Kids is streaming now in the Vision app and online at visionkids.org.au. You can also tell your smart speakers to play Vision Kids Radio. If you don't already have the Vision app on your phone or tablet, you can download it for free when you search Vision Christian Media in your app store. Vision Kids. Another way we're helping the whole family look to God daily. Coming up today on The Story. My boss said, Bruce, while you're away, I want you to think about the three legal teams that are coming together as one. I want you to think about who we should make redundant because you know some people are going to need to go. As I prayed and as I journaled, I thought, actually, I think, God, you're calling me out of practicing full-time as a lawyer to go to Bible college. And with those thoughts in mind, I came back to my boss. I said, the good news is that I've thought of who we can make redundant. And the bad news is I think it should be me. The The Story. G'day, I'm Jimmy Colfax. Welcome to The Story. Well, today we have part two of our three-part conversation with Bruce Burgess, the founding director of PeaceWise, an organisation dedicated to helping people resolve conflicts in healthy ways based on Christian principles. Last time, Bruce shared with us some of his story and insights he's gleaned over the years regarding conflict resolution. Today, we'll hear more of his story and how the Lord leads him to leave his full-time position in the legal profession to help start PeaceWise. All that and more is coming up today as Bruce continues his chat with Eric Scatterbo. Once again, Bruce is joining us from the PeaceWise office in Sydney. Conflict can actually be an opportunity for God to work. It can be an opportunity for us to please and honour him, even to serve others and to see what God is doing in us, how we can grow to be like Jesus Mm -hmm. through a conflict situation. So... It's, I guess it's a, it's, a, it's a complete recalibration of how people might think about a conflict. Like rather than just this is a total disaster, it's going to be unbearably bad, I can't deal with it, to I wonder what God is doing here. I wonder how I can serve another person. I wonder what what might be able to happen in and mm. through this conflict. Yeah. And, and, you know, when you start thinking that way, you can start being more compassionate and more hope-filled about a conflict that you might be facing rather than just think, okay, God's, God's vacated the building. Okay, let me share with you something that's going to come as a complete shock to you. But my wife and I have had conflicts from time to time. And <laughs> seriously, though, because of those conflicts, I've learned a lot about her. You know, I mean, mm. a lot of times it's like unknowingly I've offended her mm. and mm. I'm like, wow, that that's, you know, and like everybody mm. has different issues in their life that they're sensitive about or that are, you know, very mm. important. And we mm. sometimes just unknowingly, you know, trample over things that are sacred and really important. And then when mm. you get that look, <laughs> you've never gotten that look, have you? Uh, you know, you find out, <laughs> oh, well, maybe I should have been a bit more sensitive about uh, talking about this area. Can you relate at all to what I'm saying? Yeah, 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 I absolutely can. And I think it's, it's courageous of you and helpful of you to you know, share that as we chat because, you know, being willing to be a little bit vulnerable is, is something that helps people be honest and, you know, as you've said, through through that conflict, you, you learnt things about your wife mm-hmm. and about your own behaviour and your relationship that 
actually took things to a deeper place and you can have a better relationship going forward. I'll tell you a bit of a, a story about my own family. Mm-hmm. Um, this, is, this is fairly recent and fresh. Um, in the last year, my dad uh, became gravely ill mm. and had multiple emergency surgeries in a short period of time. Mm. And so as people will know, when a family member is in hospital and, you know, it's a high-pressure, high-stress environment and there's fear and anxiety and you're dealing with the hospital system, families, you know, under the microscope can hurt each other, can Mm. say and do things, again, often unintentionally. And so I mentioned I'm one of four kids, so we had my my mum and four kids trying to deal with this very intense, unpredictable, rapidly unfolding situation. And there you are in the cauldron of life-threatening situation, making decisions and communicating, etc. And so in the middle of that, the way certain things were communicated, the way certain decisions were made, it actually caused me and one of my other siblings, some significant pain and suffering and mm. fear and hurt. And the sibling, my, my, it was one of my sisters and I, we, we spoke about it and we thought, we, we can't, we can't just, you know, pretend nothing happened because we've been really hurt. And, again, it was unintentional, but it really hurt us. Mm. And so we talked and we said, no, we've got to, we've got to talk. And so we got together with my other brother and sister and we talked and we talked seriously about what had happened, how it had impacted us, how we were hurt. There was other information that we didn't know that partly explained why things had happened the way they mm. were, they did. Yeah, that's a good point. There's always more information that we don't know about. Yeah, and then there was the dynamic of we're the four children of one generation, then there's my mum, mm. and she's trying to deal with things, and it's her husband, yeah. but he's our father, and, you know, there's all that. You can, you can imagine how this yeah. is all playing out. But yeah. but we, we said we want to talk about this situation and we want to talk about how we're going to handle this going forward because this is not a 30-second resolved situation. It was an unfolding situation. And mm. so we had the most open, honest conversation as four siblings that we have ever had. And there was some real heart-wrenching stuff that was shared. And we talked about what had happened in that incident, but we also talked about how we wanted to be as four siblings, two brothers, two sisters, heading forward and the relationships that we wanted to have. And we agreed a way that we would approach dealing with my dad's situation, essentially to say, you know, if anyone is involved and knows something, let's share it with everyone and let's be very open and inclusive about everything to make sure everyone understands what's going on and is involved. And that was transformative because that actually broke one of the sort of behavioural patterns that had operated in our family for a long, long time. And so because of that, going forward, that's now been like a, a year since that's happened and fortunately, well, thank God, my dad is um, out of hospital and a lot better. Oh, good to hear that. Uh, than he was, mm-hmm. yeah. Uh, but... The biggest positive that came out of that was in the cauldron of conflict, we four children were able to talk honestly and openly and really recalibrate our relationship Mm -hmm. going forward as adults um, for the rest of our lives. We feel like it's been a a sea change in the way that we 
relate to each other and yeah. talk with each other. And re- recently we had, you know, we had lunch together to celebrate my older sister's birthday and there was a different sort of feel to the conversation and yeah. there was a being less stressed with each other because we could be more open and honest with each other. So the moral of the story, correct me if I'm wrong, but the moral of the story is yeah. conflicts properly addressed can bring you closer together than ever before and really improve relationships. Yep, yep absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, it's not a panacea that that will always happen, but there is always the possibility of going deeper and better with someone through having an honest, open conversation than simply avoiding it. Yeah. Well, getting back to your life story, obviously you Mm -hmm. are sharing your life story. These are all stories and incidents that are part of your life, but going back in chronological Mm -hmm. order, let's go back to what happened to you after law school. Where did you go from there? Mm -hmm. So I, I was fortunate to get a job in one of Australia's very large law firms and so did Helen. Uh, Mm -hmm. So we both were in different large law firms and we were, you know, I don't know if you know anything about these places, but they're, they're very, very full on, Mm. you know, there's very high expectations of how hard you'll work and what you'll do. And so we're working very, very hard. Mm -hmm. Uh, But at the same time, we weren't convinced that that was God's long-term plan for where we would be Mm -hmm. um, for the rest of our lives. And so even from the early years, we were praying into God, what would you have us do longer term? And so I spent seven years working in this large law firm and and loved it. Um, Then I left there to go to uh, a large financial services company and got a really great role there uh, with someone that I had worked with in the law firm who had gone to be the sort of head lawyer at, at that place. And so I was her second in charge and and had a wonderful time working in that company as well. But still in the back of my mind, this prayer, God, what do you want for me longer term? Where do you want me to go? Mm-hmm. And so at a particular time after I'd been there for a few years, the company that I was working for got taken over by another company and that company had also taken over another company and so there were three companies coming together as one. Uh, But because my boss was so well regarded, she got a fantastic role in the merge organisation, if you like. Mm -hmm. And this was 1998 and Helen was pregnant with Lachlan and so we were going away on the, you know, the last holiday without kids that you can have for a very long period of time. We were going to Bali and Mm. my boss um, said, Bruce, while you're away, I want you to think about the three legal teams that are coming together as one. I want you to think about who we should make redundant um, because, you know, some people were going to need to go. And she asked me to think about that. So we went to Bali and I'm there sort of thinking about things and and I took a, a book with me, a book by a lady called Leanne Payne called Listening Prayer, and it was really about how to give a how to, how to keep a prayer journal and come before God and, and listen to God, not just talk to him in prayer, but listen to God and journal with him and interact with him. And, and so as I prayed and, uh, you know, sought to hear from God, I just felt this overwhelming sense that actually it was time to leave full-time legal practice. And mm. uh, in, in my legal work, I'd seen plenty of conflict. I'd seen plenty of um, conflict dealt with by people suing each other and litigating and going to court and mm-hmm. just saw how destructive that process was, you know, just horrendously expensive and yeah. completely completely adversarial. One person wins, one person loses. Mm. But I'd also done some training in a thing called mediation 
And yeah, what mediation, is mediation is a process where someone is appointed as the mediator to actually help the people who are in conflict come and talk together and try and resolve their conflict through mm. talking rather than having a, a court impose a decision and say, you win, you lose. And so there's scope for uh, a, a negotiated outcome and to even hear the other person and where they're coming from and why they've done what they've done and that sort of thing. So a much more constructive process than litigation. Mm. But as a Christian thinking about that, I thought, well, it's good. It's much better than court, but... The whole relational dimension in the mediations that are done in sort of a secular environment where there's a commercial settlement, that sort of thing, not really frequently the, the top topic of conversation. It's more cutting a deal to, to end the, the, the dispute. Mm -hmm. And so from a Christian perspective, because relationships are at the heart of God's call for us here on this earth mm -hmm. to have good relationships with each other and with him, for me, that was missing something essential. And mm -hmm. so uh, I, as I prayed and as I journaled, I thought, actually, I think, God, you're calling me out of practicing full-time as a lawyer to go to Bible college. And part of what was on my heart was that I had seen Christians fighting, especially you know, seeing them in the media mm -hmm. and the media just having a field day saying, look at these hypocrites. Yeah. Here they are saying, you know, that they love each other and that's the heart of Christianity and here they are hating each other mm. and even suing each other. And yeah. I thought, this is horrendous. This is this is such a bad uh, witness, a bad example of, of what Christians should stand for. Mm -hmm. And it, it really grieved my heart. And so I thought, well, maybe God, you know, maybe what you want for me is to go and study and uh, learn how I can actually help people to deal with conflict well using Christian principles and so that, you know, we as Christians can better reflect the call to love each other and to be able to have strong and, and healthy relationships even when we disagree rather than just, you know, going to things like suing each other or maligning each other in public or gossiping or attacking each other. So with those thoughts in mind, I came back to my boss and her name's Kathy and I said, Kathy, I've got, I've got good news and I've got bad news. And so uh, the good news is that I've thought of who we can make redundant and the bad news is I think it should be me. Huh. You don't hear that every day. <laughs> and, uh, uh, and she said that, Bruce, that's not the right answer. <laughs> yeah. Do you want to think again? Not what she so, was no, expecting. Really, no, not what she was expecting or wanting. And so mm. eventually she could see I was actually – so committed to this that you know, this is what was going to happen. And so in her kindness, she actually did agree to make me redundant, even though she could tell I was going to go anyway. Mm. <laughs> so that was a, a really lovely thing that she did. So I, I, I left full-time legal practice and, and I went to Bible college. I went to Moreland College in Sydney and studied there for seven years. It was going to be one year initially, you know, sort of like a graduate diploma of Christian studies, applying your professional practice and mixing that with Christian study and then the more I was there, the more I thought, no, I, I need to do more. I need to get a deep, solid grounding mm -hmm. so that if I do go into this field, I've got a good theological background and a good you know, biblical basis if I mm -hmm. want to be teaching in this space um, rather than just sort of you know, starting off and trying to start something without that. And so in the end, I, I did a Master of arts in Christian studies and actually wrote about a Christian perspective on corporate law. And then I did a Master of Theology 
where I wrote a thesis comparing Christian mediation and what's distinctive about that and comparing that to secular mediation. You're listening to The Story. Today, Eric Scadabo is once again chatting with Bruce Burgess. He's the founding director of PeaceWise, an organisation dedicated to helping people resolve conflicts in healthy ways based on biblical principles. We'll hear more of Bruce's story when we return. The Story. If this program has highlighted something you'd like prayer for, we'd love to pray for you. Call 1-800-PRAY-FOR-ME. That's 1-800-772-936. It's a free call. Or text 0401-132-888. Hi, I'm Jimmy Colfax and this is The Story. Our guest today is once again Bruce Burgess, the founding director of PeaceWise, a ministry that seeks to find Christian solutions to conflicts. As we heard before the break, the Lord led Bruce to leave his full-time position in the legal profession to go to Bible college. Eventually, he received a Master's of Arts degree in Christian studies and wrote a thesis comparing secular mediation with Christian mediation. Now here's more of his chat with Eric Scadabo. It's interesting that you were contrasting the, the secular mediation with a Christian way So basically, the conviction is that the Bible, Christian principles, have something to say that is even better than what the world has to offer. Is that right? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'm a fan of mediation generally. I think Mm -hmm. mediation is a far better way of dealing with conflict than litigation Mm -hmm. because litigation is a zero-sum game where one person wins, the other person loses, and you pay lawyers to argue that you're right and the other person is long. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, the lawyers win and everyone else loses. Yeah, uh, I mean, even if you win in litigation, a lot of the time you've still lost, you mm-hmm. know, because yeah. it's, it's maybe cost you three years of your life. It's cost you perhaps, you know, you've, you've developed a health condition through this, the stress of it. Mm. And uh, as I mentioned before, in all likelihood, if you've won a legal case, you've lost the relationship with the other mm. person. Yeah. So mediation is a improvement over that, that zero-sum gain type situation, but yet you're saying Christian conflict resolution is better yet. Is that right? That's right. That's right. So when we do a mediation as peacewise, we say, look, we'll come and mediate in your workplace or in your church or your school or your marriage on one condition, and that is we will not simply come and mediate issues. We won't just come and work out a conflict over money or property or that sort of thing. The relationship has to be part of what we're mediating so that we will be trying to work out the things that are in dispute but at the same time trying to restore the relationship. And that is the the distinctive of Christian mediation is that it is invested in trying to restore the relationship as well as deal with the material issues. I should be really clear here because some people think, oh, Christian mediation is just all light and fluffy and airy-fairy. Nothing could be further from the truth. Hmm. The fact that we want to engage with the relationships makes Christian mediation far, far more serious. Hmm. Uh, The absolute opposite of light and fluffy. It means we are actually going deep into matters of the heart Mm -hmm. and 
personal relationship in a way that a pure, you know, issues-based mediation never goes near. And so, you know, that means that the mediations that we do, they typically take more time, they take more preparation, and they go to much deeper places because we're, we're praying for and working for an outcome that has the potential to transform lives and not mm. just resolve issues of money or property or that sort of thing. Yeah, so it's not just resolving the dispute, but it's yeah. healing the relationship. That's such a higher standard. That's a higher goal and much more difficult, mm. I would think. But if you can do it, much more beneficial mm. to everybody involved and a, a fantastic witness mm. to uh, non-Christians who are seeing all that. Mm, 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 mm. Well, I mean, let me give you an example. This was a mediation that I did um, some time ago of two people who were working in, let's just call it a Christian organization. Mm -hmm. And they had worked successfully together for many years. They had really high regard for each other. And then for reasons that they didn't really understand themselves, gradually the relationship soured. And when we were approached by the organization, it was at the point where if it didn't get uh, fixed, then one or both of them would need to leave. And it was very negatively impacting the department that they worked within. Uh, it was quite a public conflict because they were talking negatively about each other to others mm. within the organization. And it was really serious. It was at the point where when either of them came into the room, the other person, their stomach would churn, they would feel sick. One of them was actually getting health consequences from the conflict. Mm -hmm. And so the beginning of that process involved my meeting privately with each of them. One was a woman, one was a man. And one of them told me what someone else who had been, you know, speaking into the conflict had said. They said, look, you know, we can do this process, but there's no way that this is ever going to be resolved. Because this person I'm in conflict with, she's a leopard, and a leopard never changes its spots. Oh. Pretty pretty sort of low level of hope in yeah. relation to this situation. And so the first time that we met together to mediate, they each told each other's stories, and they told their stories to each other. And as they were telling their stories, you could see them getting angrier and angrier because they completely disagreed with what the other person said. Hmm. And as, as we we're leaving, you know, I was feeling desperate because I thought, oh man, we're trying to, re you know, restore the relationship. And I feel like from them hearing each other's stories, it's just, you know, absolutely volcanic now. Yeah. But, but coming back to that thing that we shared before, they did hear each other. Hmm. And they heard probably for the first time ever why the other person was feeling the way they were feeling because they actually needed to listen to the other person and, and feedback what they'd heard. But as they were leaving that, I just felt so desperate and I prayed, oh, God, please, please can you do something here because this just feels terrible. And, you know, I was despairing, thinking, I don't know what's going to happen. So I met with each of them again personally and in preparation for that, I said, all right, what I would like you to do is I would like you to prepare something that you would like to bring to the next meeting when we meet together. And when I met with the, the lady, 
God worked in her heart in a truly miraculous way and mm. he softened her heart and she was able to see the things that she had done that had hurt the other man. Mm. And then she prepared an astonishingly beautiful and powerful apology. Wow. And we came back together, uh, the three of us, we came back together and I asked them each to begin with what they wanted to bring that that you know that they brought to the meeting. And so the lady went first and she looked him in the eyes and she said, look, I'd like to read this to you. I want to read it not because I don't want to say it to you but because I want to say it right and so I've written this out. And then she proceeded to read the most beautiful, poignant, specific, authentic apology you could ever hope to receive and it was long. It detailed all the things that she had done that had hurt him, how it had undermined him, the impact that it had on him and asked for his forgiveness. Hmm. Wow, that's powerful. And and as she shared that, I was looking at him and it was like a physical weight fell from his body and he had a piece of paper and when she finished, he put it to one side and he said, I, I had something I was going to say to you, but that what you just said to me changes everything mm. and I've put that to one side and yes, I I do forgive you and I do want to do things differently. And that was the moment that God broke through for those two people. And he was he was right that a leopard can't change its spots, but God can. Amen. Amen. And God changed that woman's heart and mm -hmm. restored the relationship between those two people. And because of the relational restoration that took place, they were then in a position to be able to work through the material issues and they worked those through so beautifully and can, can constructively. And those two people worked in that same organisation then for many years after mm. that event took place wow. happily. Now, for you to be kind of a, a fly on the wall during that, that had to be so fulfilling. Yeah. Oh, it was an unforgettable moment. It was seeing a miracle unfold in mm. front of your eyes. Yeah. And the thing is, for any of us, if we take on board the the call to be peacemakers and, and you know, God actually promises, you know, Jesus in the Sermon on the Mount says, you know, blessed are the peacemakers mm -hmm. yep. for they will be called children of God. You know, yeah. it's a calling on every person. Uh, you don't have to be some professional to be a peacemaker. We can all seek to be peacemakers. Mm -hmm. But to, to have been part of something that God did in their relationship in that way, it was profoundly humbling and it felt like heaven breaking through into the room. Well, what a wonderful story of how solving conflicts in a godly, biblical way can have a profound impact on the lives of everyone involved. It was just great to hear. And that story was an excellent example of how a conflict resolved in a Christian way can not only resolve the dispute, but can also bring reconciliation to the relationship and thus bring glory to God in a beautiful way. It's just fantastic. 
Well, that was part two of Eric Scatterbo's three-part conversation with Bruce Burgess, the founding director of PeaceWise Ministry. To learn more about PeaceWise and Christian conflict resolution, the website is peacewise.org.au. Once again, that's peacewise.org.au. We invite you to join us again next time to hear more of Bruce's story and more insights into resolving conflicts from a biblical perspective. Until then, I'm Jimmy Colfax, encouraging you to share your story with someone today. Next time on The Story. They came to me and said, what am I going to do? I'm so upset about this situation. And I was able to actually sit down and say, well, all right. If you're going to go and have a conversation with this guy, you don't want to just barge in there and start talking. You want to actually think about what you want to say and try and prepare your heart and and the tone you're going to use and how you're going to approach it, think it through. They went to have the conversation with the other person and they were in shock because they said, Bruce, it worked. Bruce Burgess joins us once again to share more of his story and how the ministry he helped start is helping people resolve conflicts in God-honouring ways. Also, he'll share how their PeaceWise ministry is helping children resolve conflicts in schools. All that and more is coming up next time. The Story. Just another way vision is helping you look to God daily. 